0: This is the Wim Hof Method. Let's get started. What's going on everybody? Welcome to, or welcome back to, another episode of the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ Kazer. On this episode of the Flowcast, I'm going to be going over the Wim Hof Method I just finished the 10 week Wim Hof course and it was an awesome experience. And I just want to take some time to review some of the basic components of the Wim Hof method and what I learned in the course so that you can decide for yourself if you want to do the course or if you just want to learn some of the basics and then practice on your own. So I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast so far and gone over some of the details about what I've learned and realized doing the 10-week Wim Hof course. And I just wanted to cover in a little more detail some of the components. If you're listening into the audio version of this podcast, you might want to flip over to the YouTube page and check out the video version as I'm going to go through some of the examples of the specifics of the Wim Hof Method and I think you'll find it very helpful to get a visual example of what's going on. I will try to describe everything as simply as possible so that you are, if you are listening in, you'll be able to still figure out how to do a lot of the method and uh, a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about. Just know that you may get a little more out of this episode of the Flowcast if you watch the video version rather than just tuning into the audio. So you can click on over to our YouTube page and check out the Wim Hof review on there. So before we go into any of the specifics of the Wim Hof method, I just want to outline some of what I realized was most valuable about taking the course rather than just what I had done in the past with practicing some of the Wim Hof method but not actually knowing exactly what I was doing or how to progress in the way that it's laid out in the fundamentals course. So I find that to be one of the most important and valuable aspects of actually investing in the course if you really want to learn more about the Wim Hof method and so anybody that's tuning in that isn't really familiar with Wim Hof and what that even means I would suggest checking out uh, there's a documentary on Vice that is a YouTube page you can check it out for free it's a 40-minute documentary on Wim Hof and the Wim Hof Method in a little bit of detail. And it's well worth watching if you wanna learn who Wim Hof is, a little bit of his backstory and the mission that he's on. As far as it goes with improving wellness and just this, this overall vitality and tapping into parts of the human physiology that we didn't even know were possible. So definitely check out that Vice documentary. I'll link it down below in the description of the video and in the podcast show notes so that you can check it out uh, when you've got some time to watch that 40 minute video. Just briefly so that you know a little bit of the backstory, Wim Hof is known as the Iceman and that's because he's started to bring to light a lot of these amazing feats that he does as far as cold exposure and going into swimming in, at the Arctic Circle under the ice for the longest distance under ice swim Uh, He's got a world record in that. He's also got some world records for climbing to the kill point on Mount Everest in just a pair of shorts and shoes. And this is something else he's done to demonstrate his ability to withstand cold, which he's trained his body to do over many years. So I first heard of Wim Hof through some of the podcasts that I like to listen to, and it was really fascinating to hear about this guy talking about cold exposure. And it was at a time where I was already getting into, uh, interest in cold exposure as far as it goes for sports recovery and some of the performance benefits that come from the anti-inflammatory and powerful anti inflammatory effects of cold exposure, whether it's with cryotherapy in um, a cryo tank, or where more of the research is around is in cold tubs. So cold water, usually below 55 degrees Fahrenheit and often as cold as just above freezing point. So this is somewhere that Wim Hof has become well known and something that he's become well known for. And that's part of the interest that people have in doing the Wim Hof Fundamentals course is learning how to withstand the cold more, which can have a lot of benefits as far as physical performance goes. So I discovered Wim Hof at a time where I was already getting interested in studying cold therapy, cold water immersion, as far as it goes with sports recovery and performance and seeing a lot of professional athletes making use of this in a strategic way to improve their recovery time and their ability to perform consistently due to that, powerful anti-inflammatory effect of cold water. And in wanting to expand my knowledge and ability to lead people at Flow Spa in different ways with different courses that encompass the body more wholly in this mission that we have to help people find their flow. It's been a hugely rewarding and valuable course to take, uh, this Wim Hof Fundamental course, because I, learned a whole lot about how to go about doing this method, as well as some things that I would take and adapt to my own sort of practice. And with talking about practice, I think that's the most critical component of what I've learned with doing the 10 week Wim Hof course and in continuing on after that point is that practice is essential to the Wim Hof method. You don't become super skilled at the breath techniques or anything else just by doing it once, which is kind of how I had approached it when I'd heard about it. And you can kind of get a a lot of the basic understanding of what the Wim Hof Method is through listening to some of his podcasts that he's been on or listening to watching some of the YouTube videos that demonstrate a little bit about the Wim Hof Method. But I think that there's a lot more involved in doing it as a practice and learning how your body responds to the specific breath techniques, which is why I'm looking to get more people involved in doing Wim Hof Method style of breathing and just breath courses as we evolve the opportunities here at Flow Spa. So with practice being essential to the Wim Hof Method, I find that there's two different components that that really comes into play with. One would be any of the physical performances, and two would be the breathwork practices, which do have a physical component to it, but is also sort of its own thing as well. When it comes to the breathing, doing it consistently with the homework assignments that are provided each week, and the task of doing it at least five days out of seven as you progress through the course, really helps you to learn each different breath technique really deeply, as well as figure out how your body reacts to them and responds to them. So as we'll dive into a little bit of an example, realize that just doing one round, which is what I had previously done before I really knew how the Wim Hof Method worked, it, it's not enough when it comes to trying to actually experience a lot of the benefits of Wim Hof breathing and these other Wim Hof practices. So that's why you'll often find three to four sets of the breath work is what you do on a daily basis and you're often doing multiple sets if it's one of the physical performances, although sometimes they are more endurance based which is a lot of what Wim does with tapping into this other side of the body and and going past the comfort zone, pushing into a a point of doing something you didn't think was possible is really important for the way Wim likes to set up his challenges and the homework assignments for each week. And we'll get into into seeing some of those examples in this video as I go through the review fully. So while you may wanna do some of the Wim Hof practice seated maybe in a traditional meditative cross-legged position or just seated on a chair, I find, and it's recommended with the Wim Hof Method, that you start a lot of the practice while lying down so that you're as relaxed as possible. This allows the muscles and everything in your body to be completely relaxed. And in that situation, you're able to better oxygenate and fully just let the body use as much of that breath as possible. So with the fundamentals of Wim Hof course, there's essentially what I would say are two different types of breath techniques that are at the core of what you're gonna do with the Wim Hof breathing method. So the one technique is what most who know who Wim Hof are, are familiar with, and that's where you're gonna fully inhale and then just let go, let that breath, not be completely exhaled, like using your diaphragm and using the muscles to like fully breathe out and push that air out, but just letting everything relax so that your lungs and your diaphragm naturally just settle down. So when you do a full inhale, it's gonna be in a wave-like motion with belly, chest, head is what Wim uses as the, as the cue to get as much air in as possible. So when it's belly, chest, head, you're going to just follow along that motion, up into. You don't really get a whole lot of air in your head, but you do want to make sure that everything is fully uh, in. You're you're getting as deep of a full inhale as a full inhale as possible. So that's why he says like visualize and like actually feel that wave-like motion. Belly, chest, head. Fully inhale, and then just let go of that breath. So you're not, you're not pushing out the, the breath. You're just letting it go to wherever it's natural and comfortable. And over time, as you do a cycle of Wim Hof breathing, you're going to accumulate oxygen that way because you're not pushing everything out. Um, and this is something that's been studied. This is something that's pretty easy to validate on your own using. Uh, like a finger oximeter to measure your oxygen levels And, uh, and this is essential to getting the most oxygen possible which is part of where the benefits of a lot of the Wim Hof breathing comes from. So whether you're going to sit for the Wim Hof method or lie down fully which when we do more of these instructional workshops here at Flow Spa we'll definitely get into some laying down positions to just make use of your body fully, make sure that you're as relaxed as possible. I definitely find there's a difference in trying to do a a Wim Hof method style breath with, with, uh, when seated versus when laying down. So if you are going to try practicing this, this is the first of what I, I kind of break down as the two essential practices or methods that that the breath work entails this would be essentially around 30 breaths so you can kind of use 30 as an initial marker if you're not familiar with how your body's going to respond to it but the cues you're looking for are loose in the body um, somewhat of a tingling sensation in your fingers and toes and just like a, a very sometimes lightheaded or just feeling very relaxed as well And those are what Wim describes as the cues that you are in a relaxed and oxygenated state. And over time, as you practice this more, you will realize that you are able to really hold your breath longer because you do have more oxygen in your body. And particularly if you do this in a seated or in a laying down position. Do take note that the Wim Hof method of breathing is never to be done while driving. You're never supposed to do this practice well near water and anything where you could potentially pass out and injure yourself or do more harm. So be sure that that's part of the reason that you should be lying down or seated when practicing the Wim Hof breathing methods. So for the first style of breathing, as I mentioned, you're going to be fully inhaling and then just letting the the breath relax at the bottom, and you're going to do it in a slow cadence. Typically each breath will last about one second, I would say, before letting go, and this is something that I think takes some time to figure out what works best for you. If you've got like a deeper breath hold, it's probably going to be better and more relaxing, more of a deep oxygenation if you are able to kind of slow it down and just feel what, what kind of cadence works best for you. So it would look like the fully inhale, letting go, fully inhale, letting go, And it may help to close your eyes when doing this. Whatever feels comfortable and natural for you. Some people like to breathe through their mouth. Some people like to breathe through their nose. I tend to prefer to do uh, through the nose on the inhale and exhale because you kind of just want to let it go and and just let that breath relax. You don't really want to be pushing out through your nose. It's sometimes hard to just let it settle down through your nose. So it's, it's somewhat helpful to open your mouth and exhale through your mouth. So after doing that for around 30 breaths, some people will feel it before, after, once you get to the sensation where you're sort of relaxed, tingling in the fingers and toes or you've got that just loose, lightheaded feeling. Do 10 more breaths, and then at the end, it's a full inhale, and then a full exhale, and the intention is to hold your breath on that exhale. So if it's the last final breaths, fully in, fully out, fully in, fully out, and then the final breath when you're at zero, after those 30 breaths, fully in and then fully out with pushing all that air out and then hold on the bottom of the breath. And that's essentially how the Wim Hof method works and the, the primary breath work we see when somebody's talking about doing a breath hold time after the Wim Hof style of breathing. And so there is a Wim Hof method app that's got a stopwatch. You can kind of track your breath hold times and use that if you'd like to. It's got a little bit of the basics of how it works as well in that in that app. And then, so you would repeat that 30 breaths with the breath hold three to four times. I'd suggest in the first week, start with just three. You'll find that your diaphragm's got quite a workout if you've never done this type of deep breathing before. It can be fairly challenging to actually do this um, and and you'll notice that some of those muscles that if you don't do a lot of deep breathing actually get a good workout in. So over time, the goal is to reach about a minute and a half to two minutes on the breath hold. And it might sound like a long time, because as you know, you've, breath- you've breathed out, you've fully exhaled all the oxygen from your lungs, but your body is hyper oxygenated because of this breath hold practice. And so you do have some oxygen reserve And I find that just knowing that, keeping that in your mind, if you start to panic or think that you're running out of air, that helps you to relax into it a little more fully and get able to get more out of the practice. And then another thing with this is you want to just slowly increase your breath hold time. It's never about pushing it to the point of discomfort. What you'll find is with consistent practice, like I mentioned, you'll get better over time without having to necessarily push yourself to the point of of discomfort. So if you find that you're really striving for oxygen or needing to breathe again, that's when it's time to breathe in again. Um, And then to take the method a little bit further, after that, that breath hold time, whether it's gonna be a minute, a minute and a half, pushing yourself two minutes, maybe over time, when you do fully inhale again, So after that breath hold fully inhale and then hold on the top of that inhale after that, that long breath hold. And with this part of the method is to squeeze that oxygen and push it towards your, your brain gently, not overdoing it. You don't want to be red in the face, but you do want to kind of create some compression and push that blood back into the brain and reoxygenate oxygenate the brain after that long breath hold. And this completes the Wim Hof method cycle of how, he, how it kind of works. And so what this whole cycle of hyperoxygenating, exhale so that you're running out of oxygen, but you're using what's in reserve, and then breathing in, bringing some more oxygen in, and this final breath, this breath squeeze and pushing the blood to your head, it all creates a very strong, powerful hormonal cascade, which is part of why the Wim Hof Methods gathered so much attention recently in the past few years is because scientists are studying how the Wim Hof Method is working in creating this powerful effect, whether it's activating the autonomic nervous system, which we thought was something that wasn't within our control is now being being validated through science through techniques like the Wim Hof Method, and he's able to train other people to do this. It's not just something that he does himself. And also a strong activation of the sympathetic nervous system, which trains your body to be able to react to stress better and not persist in a chronically stressed condition. So it works on both ends of the spectrum to be a very relaxing breath practice, but also a very active and engaging sympathetic breath practice and those are the two components that come together with the Wim Hof method to make it so powerful in many ways. Now as I mentioned part of the practice is getting in a relaxed state so it doesn't so each week when you start the Wim Hof method there's a different yoga practice to get you into a a stretched and physically relaxed position prior to going into the breath work for the week. And so another neat part of the course is that there is a very strong physical component, whether it's doing some of the gentle yoga stretching, but also in later weeks, pushing your body more with some of the more endurance-based physical challenges, which showcase how powerful it is to oxygenate the body and push yourself further than you thought possible through not only the, the breathing techniques, but learning how to tap into the mind more through this. Now the second style of Wim Hof breathing technique is a more energizing approach to breath work. And once you've learned how to do that relaxing, figure out the the pattern and breathing fully in, getting that wave-like breath through belly, chest, head. The second style of breathing is much more rapid, um, using the same technique to try to hyper-oxygenate the body, but it's more of a, even more of like a hyperventilation style where you're breathing very rapidly. And this ends up being even more of a workout than what you find with the uh, the relaxing style of slow breathing. So with this style of breathing, it's roughly the same time frame of the 30 breaths that you would do in the, st- the first style of breath work, but you're actually doing 60 breaths. And so it's it's roughly half a second with the second style of breathing. Doing roughly two breaths a second is quite challenging, both to the muscles involved in breathing, but also just your body. I find that you get very over you get heated up from it. It really activates your metabolism to be doing this rapid style of breathing, and uh, and that's part of how it energizes the body and fires you up. Whether it's before Exercise or some of the challenges that are involved with the Wim Hof method, where you're trying to do an endurance challenge. One of the endurance challenges is progressively getting more flutter kicks in over the course of one week. So, doing this sort of hyper oxygenating breath work allows your body to have this oxygen in store both between sets and before doing a long flutter kick session. So, it typically involves Whim's capable of doing up to a thousand at a time, and doing part of this, it, you know, it's it's getting that oxygen in beforehand. He's showing the ability of the body to endure more than than you originally think that you're capable of. So with the second style of of breathing, as I mentioned, it's roughly 60 breaths in the same time frame as the 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 30 breaths, with that letting go, not fully exhaling between. And then at the end, it's a full inhale, a full exhale, and then a full inhale again, and then a breath hold on the inhale so that you've got even more oxygen accumulated in the body. And at that point, the intention is to squeeze and focus on different parts of the body, whether, as I talked about in a recent blog post, you may be doing it for focusing on your chest and trying to activate the thyroid for creativity. There's another week where it's done more for spirituality and focusing on the brain, squeezing that blood to the brain in order to tap into the brainstem and pineal gland and supposedly reach points of releasing extra DMT, which I haven't experienced yet, but I suppose some people doing the Wim Hof method say that it works. So in doing the second style of Wim Hof breath, it's in, out, in, out, fully in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out. Very rapid. And so when you're doing that, it's quite challenging to get that full inhale, doing that belly, chest, head, letting go. Work yourself up to doing it at that pace. So start even doing your your first round with the normal style. And then slowly build up the speed after you've kind of built up that motion, I find that you're not really oxygenating very well. If you go straight into it, you're only kind of breathing into your belly and not doing the full wave motion, which is important for getting more of that oxygen in and find the pace that works best for you. uh, when doing the course, I found that I was a little bit slower than, than what pace Wim was kind of guiding the, the practice on each week, um, but got more of an effect than if I did try to keep the pace fully, but do try to do it in roughly two breaths every second, and that's the style, and like I mentioned at the end of that, after you've done around 60, 60 breaths, it's fully in, fully out, fully in and then hold at the top and that's how the second method is done. And now with that, you'll notice that's where I find that it's especially important to exhale through your mouth. If you're doing this and trying to breathe it through your nose, I find that you just can't do it fast enough to really get this, this cadence of trying to reach two breaths every second for, this style of the Wim Hof method. So if you're going to give this second style of breath work a try, do one to two weeks of the slower style of Wim Hof breathing. First, learn how your body naturally does that wave like breath, breath motion, and then go into doing more of the endurance based energizing style and you'll find that the practice is a lot easier than if you go straight into trying to do this, this rapid breathing style. Now the next component of the Wim Hof Method that I find really makes it quite unique is a lot of the physical practices which help to strengthen the mind and just build confidence in your ability to tap into your body. So the one thing that Wim is a big advocate of is doing the horse stance for very long times. Now he'll practice it for upwards of an hour and just hold this position of horse stance and often involve the hand movement just to kind of keep the blood flowing in the upper body and just kind of keep that that motion going while you're holding a horse stance. And part of what you do with this is really focus on continuing to breathe, just like you've been doing with the actual breathwork practice, applying it to oxygenating the body as the legs start to burn over time. You can kind of keep the blood flowing with that upper body motion while you're holding the, the strong, solid horse stance or warrior pose, just getting into the motion and activating those muscles in the legs. And this is good for a lot of hormone release. Research shows that these strong powerful muscles in our legs, our glutes, our hamstrings, our quads, when we incorporate more of those into a workout, we're actually releasing more, more of those anabolic hormones, the, the testosterone that gets released for building strength and building muscle. And so it's a very powerful component of of the Wim Hof method and so doing that breathing, keeping the motion going and just holding the horse stance and uh, often this incorporates just, just moving around. This is a very useful component before doing part of the cold exposure which we'll talk about next. I do believe the horse stance is a very useful component of the Wim Hof method especially when it comes time to do the cold water immersion, which is characteristic of the Wim Hof method and likely part of the reason that everybody wants to try out Wim Hof in the first place. So when it comes time to actually get into the cold tub or the cold water, whether you've got somewhere outside in the winter to go to, or if you're just going to start with a cold shower, which is another useful component, You'll definitely want to make use of the horse stance and just kind of increase your your body temperature a little bit and warm up before going in to the cold water because it can definitely help make it a little bit less challenging when you're first getting used to it. So this cold tub here has been hugely helpful in practicing the Wim Hof method fully because it can get down to 36 degrees Fahrenheit, which is roughly four degrees Celsius. Very cold water, essentially feels like being out in the river in the middle of the winter, but much safer and much more of a controlled environment. And so it's been definitely valuable as far as practicing and increasing my ability to handle the cold water practices of the Wim Hof method. So when it comes to the Wim Hof method and practicing the cold exposure, you don't have, always have the choice of necessarily getting into a cold tub. Right now this is set at 50, roughly about 50 degrees. It's the summertime, so it's it's hard to get it down to the the lowest setting of 36 degrees that it can go to. But it's um, it's something that I've worked up to being able to do over time and with the practice of the Wim Hof Method, you really want to start it off at the basics and really take it easy, kind of adapt into the, the cold exposure over time as you learn how to handle your breathing, you know, breathing deep, letting go, keeping the oxygen flowing through your body as you're doing the, this part of the Wim Hof Method, which is the cold exposure is really important and so that you're not reaching any kind of state of your core temperature being too cold and that takes time so typically you start with about 30 seconds with a cold shower so it's kind of hard to do this part of it in the summertime. the water coming out of the tap in your shower is not going to be quite as cold as you might want it to be in order to practice Wim Hof and the full potential of it. And so you really want to consider this a long-term practice and you'll get to it over time as the weather changes and you can get to doing practicing cold showers. But start with 30 seconds and each week work up to slightly longer. So try to do that up to six times, five to six times a week. The more that you practice it, I've learned, the better you're going to be able to withstand the cold. So your body's going to build up its brown adipose tissue, develop that ability to withstand the cold and handle it even better than if you just try to do this right off the start. So that's a real important factor when it comes to developing the ability to do the cold exposure. And so start with 30 seconds every week, increase by 30 seconds, work your way up to two minutes And then after you've done that, the next step in the Wim Hof method is you want to immediately go into the cold like I did today and without any kind of warm preparation. You can still do some horse stance, kind of get your body moving, get your blood flowing before you go into the cold. And that way you've kind of activated some of the breathing patterns of the Wim Hof method with doing the the horse stance and doing that deep breathing for a little while. And that'll help you to be able to handle the cold a little bit more. So once you've gone through that that process of increasing over the course of a month or so by 30 seconds of cold exposure at the end of your normal warm or hot shower, then you can go into starting with the cold. So you'd immediately go into the cold without any warm to graduate you into the cold water. And by that time, I think most people are ready to actually do a true cold plunge and try to get into a cold tub where you can get the temperature temperature down much lower and have your whole body exposed at one time, which just accentuates the, the practice that much more, makes it quite a bit more challenging, I'd say, but is going to provide you with a lot more benefits as far as the anti-inflammatory effects of the cold water, as well as just tapping into your body that much more and requiring that much more mental challenge and discipline to do, which is at the essence of part of the Wim Hof method as well. It's being able to tap into your mind and convincing yourself that everything's okay when you're putting yourself into these deep water challenges of sorts, whether it's going to be an endurance challenge far more than what you can handle normally, whether it's a cold challenge or whether it's even like a hot challenge. These things are all things that help to build up your your mindset and your ability to withstand basically anything that comes in your way. So a question that often arises with practicing Wim Hof Method is, who's this for and who can it benefit? So who, can, who is this used for? Who can benefit from it? I mostly touched on how it oxygenates the body, but the other component is that oxygen really works with alkalinizing the body as well, putting it in a slightly more alkaline state. As research has shown, a lot of the chronic diseases that we face in today's world come from states of acidity in the body. And so anything that you can do that may slightly increase the oxygenation or the alkalinity of your body can be very beneficial. And so there are a lot of people in the worldwide community of Wim Hof talking about how they've got, whether it's, it's chronic joint pain and inflammation or different breathing uh, issues, and they're able to increase their lung capacity and their ability to withstand some of the degeneration over time with different chronic lung conditions through Wim Hof method and through these breathing techniques and also just the the anti-inflammatory effects of a lot of this method and practice. Something that Wim shows in the homework during one of the, the weeks of the course is actually doing a pH test of his body after 10 minutes of his breath practice. Now he doesn't show the full 10 minutes of the breathing and from what I understand of body acid base balance, it doesn't dramatically shift. And I don't know if the changes in urine pH are at all different, but he pees on a a test strip, a pH test strip after 10 minutes of breath practice and shows it to be in an extremely alkaline state. I believe the pH he showed was 10 or 12, which I'm not sure if it's fully accurate. I'm going to have to test it myself someday and see if that actually works. But either way, he's he has shown in actual lab studies the ability to affect this pH balance and this uh, acid load on the body. Um, even if it's not that dramatic, I'm not entirely sure if that was some sort of stunt to be done to show or if it was actually real. The Wim Hof Method and all of the practices it entails definitely can benefit mental health and well-being just because breathing in general is a way to really influence anxiety and stress levels and perhaps even bring somebody out of a more depressed state into a more energized state through some of the more energizing breath work also when combined with the cold water immersion research has shown that really helps to increase norepinephrine and dopamine levels so a lot of these feel-good hormones are released in conjunction with a lot of the practices involved in the Wim Hof method. So whether you're just going to incorporate doing some cold showers or some cold water immersion, or you actually want to incorporate the breathing practice as well, it looks like it can be beneficial for mental health and well-being in that way. Um, Just like meditation is in general. Also, athletes seem to be benefiting a lot from it. Wims worked with some professional MMA fighters and athletes in other sports and I've been trying to apply it myself as far as strongman goes and being able to energize the body and oxygenate a little bit better prior to doing a big lift. This allows me to then have that extra oxygen in reserve when I'm ready to do a big lift or an event for a competition. Also the recovery between events and getting that that sort of breath back down into a calm state it can definitely help to increase oxygen through some deep breathing Wim Hof style, I've found to be pretty beneficial for that too. Now, Wim also invites people to push themselves endurance wise and has said that when he did his race in the Sahara Desert, he did not do any training prior to it and he'd never run that far before, but he went into it anyway just with breathing and was able to complete a marathon in the desert with no water. Now, I don't know if it's always wise to approach such a a, a big physical challenge. If you're not that experienced um, without some actual training, just trying to rely on breathing might not be the best option. But Wim's also been doing this for decades and so there is a lot of conditioning to his body, which he may not have given enough credit to um, in attributing his, his breathing technique to his performance in a marathon race in the desert. I still think and have seen the ability of just doing some some of this oxygenating breathing prior to some of his challenges or prior to some of the lifts in the gym and its ability to make the effort a little bit easier, at least perception wise, uh, because you've got that extra oxygen in the body. it somewhat pushes the lactate threshold a little bit further. That extra oxygen is able to be used And hold off the state of acidosis a little bit longer for these endurance challenges. Like the flutter kicks or like the horse stance that is commonly done with Wim Hof method and the endurance challenges he likes to present. So ultimately even if you aren't totally interested in doing Wim Hof breathing method or any of the Wim Hof challenges per se. I think one of the lessons really to take away from this is how powerful breathing in general can be, whether it's for energizing your body or it's for more of the relaxation state and just getting more parasympathetic and stress reduction out of what you're doing breathing-wise. I think that that's kind of one of the core elements to Wim Hof, and there's not necessarily anything magical about the way he does breathing. There's a lot of similarities if you've studied any other types of yoga practices and the breath work involved in that, that you'll find are, are just being evolved kind of and, and incorporated into everything that Wim Hof does as part of the Wim Hof method. So thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you've been watching and following along with the YouTube video, I appreciate you checking us out on YouTube as well. Be sure to hit the like button, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts as well as other podcast platforms. Leave the podcast a review. It really helps to spread the word and the awareness. People who are looking for more information on finding what's meaningful and and developing those passions behind a flow state of their own. So until next time, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. And one more thing before I go, I just wanted to mention once again, that I will be running some courses inspired by the Wim Hof Method here at Flow Spa. So if you are a local to the Peterborough area and you want to learn more about the Wim Hof Method or any of these other practices that we're trying to develop around finding your flow, be sure to either leave a comment, send me an email, whatever is easiest for you and let me know because we're gonna be doing very small groups, especially in the beginning, just to get it out there and get the practice going and uh and space is limited so drop your name and uh, i'll be sure to get a hold of you when we get started with some of these workshops thanks